This episode is brought to you by Ursa Minor Outfitters. Folks, I'm absolutely in love with my Loon mug. It's handmade. It's an absolute piece of art. Whether it's at the office or at the house, people keep asking to check it out. If you're not a Loon fan, they also have other beautiful mugs for wildlife fans of moose, bears, and eagles. They specialize in products highlighting the outdoors and local pride through quality design by local artists. They've even started expanding into items beyond mugs, like apparel, dog accessories, and soon candles and more. They also try to partner and highlight other small businesses and in some cases forgo profits in lieu of charitable giving to help their community such as the dog rescue. So check them out ursaminoroutfitters.com and enter promo code hikesmikes10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And for our four-legged hiking partners they also have a portable silicone dog bowl and also sweet over-the-collar dog bandana. Go check them out ursaminoroutfitters.com and don't forget to enter promo code hikesmikes10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. episode of the Hikes and Mikes podcast. I'm your host Ivan and I'm excited to share this new season of the podcast with you. With both fall and winter arriving in the Pacific Northwest, it's time to store the mobile recording studio. This season we'll be switching things up and interviewing some of my favorite hikers that I follow on Instagram virtually. We're following a similar format to season one where the first part of the episode focuses on the guest and their hiking adventures and we're still going to end each episode with a speed round of this or that questions all related to hiking. We have another amazing guest on today's episode. His name is Justice. You can follow him on Instagram at pnw.backpacker. I had a great time chatting with Justice on this episode. We learn about his backpacking trips across the Pacific Northwest, his favorite hot spring, and his upcoming journey on the PCT. I want to thank Justice for re-recording his responses after we had some technical difficulties. This episode reminded me of season one and being on the trail. Looking forward to getting back out there this spring. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode with our guest, Justice. Welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Hikes and Mikes podcast. I'm here with a fellow hiker from the Pacific Northwest, Justice. He'll be sharing a little bit about his hiking and backpacking experience. Thank you, Justice, for joining us today on this episode. For listeners that haven't had a chance to follow you on social media, can you share a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got started hiking and backpacking? Yeah, so I've been backpacking about two years, you know, in 2020, like a lot of people, I wanted to get outside. So I started doing a lot of car camping. And then that next year I got into backpacking and I started going every weekend. And then this year I got even more serious, uh, getting a lot more gear, doing some of the the bigger hikes around, you know, I did Timberline this year, I did Lewitt and I did Wonderland. So yeah, this past year has been my my biggest year of backpacking and you know, I'm still pretty new to it. Do you remember the first solo backpacking experience that you did? So my first solo backpacking experience, it was kind of, you know, my first year of backpacking, I really thought I was always going to go with people, but then as time went on, you know, I wanted to go further, I wanted to go farther, and I also wanted to go when the weather wasn't great and I kind of knew that no one would really want to go with me when it was raining. So I started started going on my own 
own and I really enjoyed it. You know, this year I ended up going on Timberline solo. I did Lewitt solo. I like going with groups, but I also really enjoy my solo backpacking time. For sure. Have you noticed a big change from your first pack list to, to what you're carrying on on a regular basis now? Yeah. So my pack list, the first year I was backpacking, it was ultra light, but cheaper end gear. My tent was a Lanshan 3FUL tent, which is, you know, it's a trekking bowl tent, but it's, you order it from China. And so this past year in the in kind of the, the gear list that I have now is a lot of, it's really a lot of Hyperlight Mountain Gear stuff. So I've replaced a lot of that cheaper stuff with more expensive stuff that's, you know, a little bit more reliable. From your most recent feed, you've also been doing some winter backpacking trips. How'd you kind of get involved in in doing winter backpacking trips? And how does that differ from just your regular, you know, spring, summer, fall trips? Yeah, I really enjoy winter backpacking. You know, this is my second year doing winter backpacking. It's a lot different from summer. It is a lot harder and it's more of a challenge. You know, everything you do from moving through the snow, from getting water and all those things, everything is a lot harder and it's nice. It's nice to have that challenge. It definitely takes a lot more logistics work. You need to know if there's avalanche risk. You need to know, you know, if you can get your car to the trailhead, but you also get to go to some amazing places where no one's at because there's snow. Now, we did a deep dive on your Instagram, Justice, and noticed that you had completed the Wonderland Trail around Mount Rainier. Can you share with us a little bit about that experience and any tips and tricks for folks interested in completing it this year? Yeah, Wonderland was amazing. You know, I was very lucky. I applied for a permit for Wonderland and didn't get it. In this group that I hike with, Expand Your Hike Horizons, they were doing a trip there and someone couldn't make it. So they they hit me up kind of last moment. I think it was a week or two before they were going to go, but I had the time available off work. And so I went with them and that really, it really made me want to do a through hike. And, you know, before my longest hike had been Timberline and that was three days. Uh, So doing seven days, it really showed me that I could be out there for that long. Now I'm just itching to do longer hikes. And with the permitting process, from your experience that you've had this last year, how easy or how difficult is it to get a, a permit for Wonderland nowadays? Yeah. And for anybody who wants to do Wonderland, really get together with people and have everyone apply for permits. It is really tough to get permits. And one kind of hack, I guess, that I figured out while I was there from talking to some hikers that were doing it is you can show up to the ranger stations and ask to see if there's availability for camping. So you can you can do Wonderland walk-in, but there's always the risk that you won't get a spot. And kind of following that up, another thing that we noticed on your Instagram feed is that you were in my backyard, the Goat Rock Wilderness, last year as well. And that's on the east side of the Cascades. I feel like it's still not tapped too much besides like PCT hikers and and people from this area. Could you share a little bit about how that trip came about and your experience hiking in the Goat Rock Wilderness? Yeah, Goat Rocks was my last trip of the summer, you know, and Goat Rocks was kind of on my list and I I wanted to get there and I just made it the 
the weekend before it started snowing. It was really beautiful. I, I really need to get back there. You know, we did kind of a quick overnight and yeah, Goat Rocks was epic. I, I look forward to being there again next year. Right on. Yeah, I remember that weekend because it was it was a gorgeous weekend throughout the state. And then a week later, Chinook Pass, White Pass, the Goat Rocks were just covered in like a foot or two of snow. It was very random. And another place that you also visited was um, in Eastern Oregon, the Three Sisters wilderness from being able to to hike both on the west side and east side of the cascades what are some of the things that you enjoy on the east side of the states that you might not necessarily get on the western side of the cascades yeah three sisters was great yeah i did a little solo trip out there that was a lot of fun yeah i mean oregon and washington is just interesting that you know you have rainforest and you have desert and kind of those other you know ecosystems it's really interesting you know i I love that we can have one and then the other so close to each other yeah definitely and through your feed we've also noticed that there's two bodies of water that you seem to enjoy Um, one is hot springs and two is alpine lakes has there been a favorite hot spring that you've been able to visit in the pacific northwest and what kind of makes it special yeah i definitely love hitting some hot springs or some lakes you know when uh when we did wonderland almost every lake we got to we went swimming in uh which was just so nice to to bathe or to to clean our clothes and whatnot and yeah i'm always if i'm not backpacking i'm usually at a hot spring um and then my favorite is probably cougar hot springs i'm there a lot if you're looking at my instagram it's just such a beautiful place and i've been to i've been to a decent amount in oregon and cougar's my favorite i really need to get up to washington and check those out and for the alpine lakes what's the coldest alpine lake that you've jumped into here in the pacific northwest or in the world and the coldest alpine lake i've jumped into i went into jade lake in alpine lakes pretty close to the end of the season after i would have normally jumped in but it was kind of a sunny day so yeah it kind of hurt to jump in but it felt pretty good and it was nice that we could dry off after nice and when it comes to your your hiking and backpacking trips you know some hikers have a summit ritual or end of the hike ritual or routine maybe it's a favorite snack or meal maybe some trail beverages or even a moment of zen do you have a regular custom that you do when you reach your destination or when you make it back out? Yeah, after a hike, I like to go, I go to Dick's Primal Burger. They do kind of gluten-free and paleo burgers and I get a burger with the egg, the bacon, the avocado, just everything that extra that I can put on it and just down it. Man, that sounds amazing. I'm going to have to find their website and link it in the show notes. And we kind of talked a little bit about your, your pack list in the past, but as it is right now, is there an MVP, like a most valuable piece of hiking gear in your pack list? Yeah, my most valuable piece of hiking gear, I mean, as far as survival, I definitely have to say water filter. I mean, especially if you're looking at like summer, you can go out with a water filter and survive for, for days compared to other things, which especially you're talking like summer weather, like you can do without a shelter, you can do without most things, you know, really need your your shoes and your water filter. So on the flip side, has there been a piece of gear that you bought thinking like it was going to be a game changer, but it didn't end up living up to its expectations? Yeah, I had a buddy who, who brings a, a chair backpacking, you know, and as an ultralight guy, I'm pretty anti-chair, but I decided to buy one for when I went out with him. And 
I've really not been impressed. You know, it's one of the the one pound ultralight chairs, but I'm kind of just as happy sitting on the ground. I really don't get the chairs. Throughout all your hikes, has there been any close calls, whether it's getting lost, maybe an unexpected wildlife encounter, maybe Mother Nature threw you a curveball or just some weird run-ins with other hikers or individuals on the trail? No, luckily I haven't really had any close calls you know, I've seen bears here and there, but none where I thought that anything w- was going to happen. You know, they've all pretty much run away or I've sat down and let them do their thing till till they're out of the way. You know, I've been pretty lucky there. I've gotten lost in the snow and definitely backpacking in the snow has made me up my navigation game because it is so much harder when you can when you can't see a trail. You know, in the summer, I mean, you can do a lot of these trails without almost out navigation if you just look at the trail. But in winter, it's really easy to get on, get off trail. And there's spots where you might think you're on a trail until you find out that you're not. And you've just been walking through kind of an opening and now you're not on the trail anymore. So, yeah, I've gotten lost a little bit. But luckily, you know, I get out the map and and I find the trail again. Now, for those of us, including myself, that's interested in getting into backpacking, do you have any tips and tricks that you could provide to make sure that folks have a safe and rewarding experience? And also, what are some common beginner mistakes to avoid? So as far as beginning backpacking, I've taken some people out on beginning backpacking trips to help them learn. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is to just get out and backpack. You don't need every piece of gear Obviously, there's some things you do need, but, you know, I've had people come out with just like a a book bag with a tent in it and, you know, that works. And then it gives you the opportunity to figure out what you want. I've had a lot of people come hundreds and hundreds of dollars of brand new gear. And after that trip, they brought everything back to the store to return it. So I would put thought into what you buy, start small. But just try and get out as much as possible and learn what you want. And then the other big thing is not packing too much food and not packing too much water you don't need. At least the trails out here in Oregon and Washington, you only need like a liter of water and you can refill that as you go with your water filter. There's a lot of people carrying like six liters of water for no reason, unless you know that you need it. You know, look at the map, see how much water you need and don't carry more than you need. And then the same for food, figure out your daily calories that you need. You know, mine's like three to 4,000 on a normal trail and then pack that. Some people pack absurd amounts of food and I get it because you don't want to starve. But then on the other hand, if you carry pounds and pounds of food the whole way and take it home with you, you carried that for no reason. Oh, amazing tips. Cause I think that is something that not just backpackers, but hikers commonly do is they overpack and it can make for a really difficult hike or even backpacking when you're carrying excess weight, especially if you're going uphill and downhill. So some really solid tips there. Kind of wrapping up the the regular questions, Justice, with 23 upon us. Is there any upcoming hiking goals that you have for this year? Yeah. So my big, my big hike for 2023 is that I'm doing the PCT. Uh, you know, I leave May 8th. So I am just getting ready for that, moving out of my apartment and <laughs> selling everything I own so I can, so I can do the PCT. So I'm just stoked for that. We'll be excited to to keep up with your updates while you're doing it. That's going to be an amazing trip and, and look forward to seeing the the post and content from there. Justice, that was it for the, the regular questions. This next portion of the podcast is the this or that questions. I'm going to give you two options all related to hiking and you kind of just choose the one that you gravitate towards the most. So the first one is, 
Ascending or descending? Yeah, I gotta go ascending. Waterfalls or summits? Definitely waterfalls. Switchbacks or straight up? Yeah, I think switchbacks. Trek poles or freehand? I'm sold on trekking poles. I, I won't go out without them. And do you fuel up before a hike or do you fill up after? I fuel up before and after. I, anything I don't have to carry, I'll, I'll do. <laughs> There you go. And how about bushwhack or go around? I go around. Do you jump in or stay dry? Oh, it's jumping in anytime there's water. How about sunsets or sunrises? Probably sunsets. Uh, spring flowers or fall colors? I'm from New Hampshire, so I gotta love the fall colors. They're my favorite. That's the best place um, to see the fall colors. When it comes to tagging a hike on social media, do you tag a hike or do you not tag a hike? I tag my hikes, but I think the places I go hiking for the most part are so well known that I'm not worried about people going out there. Or they're long enough hikes that people aren't gonna go out there without knowing how, you know? So if I'm tagging like the Timberline Trail, I'm I'm not too worried about that. Um, if I had a secret spot, yeah, I probably wouldn't tag it. Right on, right on. Well, thank you so much, Justice, for, for joining us on today's podcast. For folks interested in following your adventures right now and then on the PCT, um, is there any social media accounts or websites that they can follow you and, and check your progress and see how things are going? Yeah, people can go to my Instagram. It's PNW period backpacker. I mean, I've got all my links and stuff there. Right on. Well, hey, thanks again, Justice. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to join me on today's podcast. Really enjoyed talking to you and, and learning about your um, travel experience and backpacking experiences and stoked to, to see you on the on the PCT this year. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you once again to Justice for joining us on this episode of the Hikes and Mikes podcast. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at pnw.backpacker to keep up with their latest adventures and his upcoming journey on the PCT. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hikes and Mikes podcast. We'll be putting out new episodes every week through the fall and winter. Be sure to like and subscribe to not miss out on those. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hikes and Mikes. Catch you on the next one. This episode's music was created by Ketza. Follow him on Instagram at Ketza Music. This episode is brought to you by Flip Socks. Whether you're on the trail, on the job, or in the yard, Flip Socks will keep Mother Nature out of your boots with their innovative nylon sleeve. You no longer need to worry about any annoying debris getting trapped in your boots during your hikes. Simply flip down the nylon sleeve over any boot to prevent Mother Nature from finding its way inside, keeping your feet comfortable all day long. To get your first pair, visit flipsockswithaz.com and enter promo code HIKESMIKES10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And for listeners who use the promo code at checkout, I'll be donating 100% of the Season 2 promo code proceeds to Big City Mountaineers, who provide transformative experiences through connections to nature that strengthen life skills and build community for youth and disinvested communities across the nation. So if you're tired of bits and pieces of the trail finding its way into your hiking boots, pick up a pair of flip socks today with the promo code HIKESMIKES10 to get 10% off. For website and promo code, See the episode description.